Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Anxiety subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So, it was uh, it was really interesting today. I was talking to uh, like a coworker of mine. We we had to go on a drive real quick, and uh, it it was cool. You know, kind of. I, I was thinking about it on the way over there. I won't tell exactly what like we were talking about, but it was uh, it was interesting when we were talking. Obviously, he's he's a very uh, sociable person. Like I I knew that from the first time I met him. But um, I was thinking about how this conversation would have happened. When, like when I had when, at the peak of my my like social anxiety and stuff. And then I was, re- well, I mean, granted, he, he can pretty much talk around, so I think he would have been fine. But I was just thinking about how far I've come with this whole thing. I know I've still got a long way to go on a lot of it, but I like to also celebrate milestones. I know yesterday I was kind of talking about um, I don't like to really, like, celebrate, celebrate, right? Um, like, in the sense of, like, I'm going to go crazy and and because I've, I've made it. Because I haven't, right? Like, I haven't made it. Um, and, you know. To, to me, I don't think I'm going to, like, make it until, you know, I'm dead, pretty much, you know, <laughs> to, to be real with you. Um, you know, that, that's the finish line, ultimately. So whatever you do during that is, you know, up to you. So, um, so yeah, I still have a long ways to go. But, uh, yeah, still working on, on a lot of things. And it seems like a lot of these people on this subreddit are working on it as well. Speaking of work, why don't we get into the first post here? Work anxiety. Hi, all. I'm 39 years old and have joined this company. I'm approaching six months for a confirmation, but my anxiety is killing me. I'm just self, uh, sorry, I am always self-doubting myself and thinking everything I do is bound to be a mistake. And my extremely toxic boss isn't helping with his constant after work update request and sarcasm. I reminded him of how this is very disruptive to my life and continu- and he continues to do it. I am planning to leave and will send in my letter in the next couple of days. I plan to take two month break while looking for a new job. I have a have a few interviews aligned, but feel the but feel the two months off will help, especially if I, I plan to see a psychiatrist to help with my anxiety. But now I am having a severe mental breakdown. Emotions of fear and scenarios, etc., is playing in my head. What is a certain uh sorry, what is certain is I plan to leave, but I'm just worried I'm disrupting the current flow on the team, but I will need to do this in the next 27, uh, sorry, 27 hours, 72 hours, and my anxiety is killing me. Yeah, and uh, as it, uh, I don't want to say as it should, right? Like, obviously, um, it sucks to get anxiety, especially at these, 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 these intervals, but it is a normal reaction to have, right? And an example would be, you know, when I was going through work, um, it was, it was tough, especially since I'd been off for two years, right? Like, I literally went, without working for two years and then just went back to full time. Um, now, granted, I'm, I, it sounds like you're in a, a much uh, more stressful job. So it seems like it's much more uh, hands-on. I, you know, I just drive a forklift. I don't deal with customers. It's great. Um, but, you know, it's still like eight hours of my day that I had to get used to. Um, and beforehand, it was really tough, man. I had to, you know, talk to these people and um, present myself in such a way that would get me. Now, granted, a lot of people's expectations were kind of low with how, uh, how 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 little people are in the workforce right now. But uh, you know, still, it was it was a lot of pressure on me. Um, and 
it's okay. And I, I just want to make sure this is clear, right? It is okay to have anxiety in these situations. And um, I feel like sometimes I'm not saying with you in particular, but sometimes when we go into these, the, the like depression and anxiety, our first thought is how do I get uh, through this as fast as possible instead of how can I learn from this experience that I'm suffering through? Uh, you, you see the difference in that, right? Like when you're you're waiting for something to just be over, the way that you experience it is much different than how it would be if you went through a if you went through it trying to learn something. An example would be I've been doing this very tedious task of just like uh, um, you know at my work, where I'm literally just like I'm, I'm just counting like uh, inventory and stuff, basically doing inventory. And uh, the first day that I did it, I was just super, I was like, I did it for eight hours. I was like, oh my God, I just, uh, I just want this to be over. And then, you know, I started thinking to myself, I was like, okay, how can I make this more interesting? How can I uh, do this? And by the way, I'm not listening to podcasts or I'm not doing anything like that. Um, I'm literally just looking, I'm literally just doing that. And then thinking about, you know, some problems in my head and uh, thinking about how to tackle them, all that kind of stuff. Maybe think of new video ideas. Um but uh, yeah, I, it's really taught me a lot of patience, I have to say. Um, and it got to the point where I yesterday I was going to a church service, uh, like about seven at night. And uh, sorry, not yesterday, it would be Wednesday, since you guys are listening to this on Friday. And uh, there was a train that just stopped. And I was, you know, I, at first I was really angry. Then I was thinking, well, maybe this is, maybe something happened. I'm not too sure. And then I just eventually was like, all right, I just need to turn around and find another way. Um, because over here in Texas, man, all all roads lead north, south, east, or west. Very, very simple. It's not like you know some other places where it's like take the loop, do this, do that, go this way, go that way. Uh, it's pretty simple to find your way around here. But uh, you know, um, I feel like my 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 um, patience has gotten a lot higher, uh, and it, it's felt you know. And now I'm all the way to Thursday, um, and I've been doing that inventory thing for a while now. So uh, you know, your body gets used to these things. And so it's okay, you know, if I, but I, if I had taken that as like, oh my God, I got to do this again. Oh my God, I got to do this again. Oh my God, I got to do this again. Um, instead of learning how to be patient, instead of learning how to control my breathing in certain situations, instead of learning to make sure I get enough sleep so that I'm not, you know, overly tired when I get to work, that kind of stuff. So that I do uh, get bored. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And so, uh, when you're going through this, you should, you know, take it as a learning experience as well. I'm not saying don't go see a psychiatrist. I'm not saying any of that. Uh, but think about what you're learning from this experience. Um, you know, that because once you're on the other side, a lot of times people just are like, okay, I guess all that anxiety was for nothing. No, it was for something. It was for something. Um, and try and learn what it was for. Was it to show that uh, despite the anxiety, uh, you, you, you made the right decision despite the anxiety, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, just make sure that you're, you're using your, your suffering as a lesson because suffering, um, can oftentimes teach us things, but if we don't utilize it the right way, it can all, it can just be forgotten. And then we end up suffering the same thing over and over again, because we didn't learn from, from it last time. So, uh, anyway, best of luck with your job search. Um, and I, I really hope that, and listen, you know, I, I'm all for that. That's actually, in, in, in fact, that's actually really, really good that you're doing that. Uh, and that really shows uh, a, a sense of maturity and a sense that maybe your social anxiety isn't nearly, uh, I don't want to say nearly as bad. I don't want to compare things, but um, 
there, there are people with so, social anxiety so severe that they wouldn't even think about leaving a job because they'd be so scared of the way people would think of them, all that other stuff. So uh, the fact that you're, le- you're, you're, you're intending to leave and, and, and you're getting ready for new job interviews is absolutely awesome. So, uh, you know, no, nothing wrong with having anxiety during that situation, but um, I hope that it doesn't stop you from becoming who you want to be. Either way, let's go over to the next post here. Um, can anxiety lead to blacking out for a few seconds? I was feeling very anxious this evening. And then, And when I got up and walked to attend the door, I lost balance as a result of blacking out and lost sense of surrounding. Does this happen to you as well? Um, most likely, you have a low blood pressure. I don't know... I don't know if this has a lot to do with anxiety. I'm not like this I've dealt with before in terms of low blood pressure, but would I say that I had high anxiety at the time? I don't think so. So you may just have low blood pressure. I'll be real with you. Um, Yeah. So, um, but uh, I mean, somebody on on the comment section says, yes, as anxiety causes your blood pressure to rise and lower plus heart rate gets irregular if you pass out. You can damage your head, neck, back, and so and so on. So you, Doctor ASAP. Um, I, I guess it could. I didn't really think about that. It, I, I've heard of it uh, bringing up your blood pressure, but I guess that's true. It can lower your blood. I, I usually think of anxiety being high blood pressure, though. So I'm not too sure about the physical side effects of, of this. So uh, I don't want to exactly explain that. But um, you know, there are um, anxiety can do some things to your breathing. Uh, so you've, if you already have low blood pressure, I'm sure it could affect that in some way. Um, you know, cause there are some times where you're, you're, when you're freaking out, you're not paying attention to your breathing. So you're hyperventilating to a certain degree, doing that kind of stuff that can cause that. But yeah, it, me in particular, I don't think I've ever gotten this, but, um, it, like I said, it doesn't surprise me. Um, so anyway, let's go over to the next post here. Went to a concert. On my own. I went to a concert all by myself. It was awesome, and I'm so proud of myself. Not going to lie, I was very nervous. I felt like an outsider when I came and left. I could feel people looking at me weirdly and getting creeped out for me being around. Even if I opened up to just jam out uh, to the band. But through the whole thing, I kept telling myself that the reason uh, for coming was because of the band, not because of others. I do kind of understand people feeling this way towards me since I look kind of like a creep. Who would who you would meet at late at night while walking down the street? I'm actually scared of looking at people. Still, I feel hurt inside because it keeps happening to me every time I attend a social event or hang out in public. I know that I look nervous, sweaty, or act no, unnormal when approaching people. I just cannot get rid of this feeling for some reason. Might sound weird, but all I just want to accomplish is some connections, uh, fa- friends to hang out with. I'm a huge loner, spending most of my time on my laptop learning computer science, listening to music, or watching TV shows. I'll just tell you what, man. Keep learning that computer computer science because uh, that's that's where the money is being made right now. Um, in terms of all this, uh, so this is a great I, this is a great uh, example of social anxiety manifesting itself and people picking up on it because that's one thing that I think is overlooked sometimes in social anxiety in particular, but um, in, in anxiety in general, people can pick up on your anxiousness, um, whether it be the way you speak, whether it be the way you you, you act whether it be um, your closed offness, right? Um, I, I don't, hmm, I don't want to get, because, you know, there, there, this, this sounds, might sound kind of mean, but, you know, you, you kind of meet those people sometimes where uh, you meet them and you're like, this person is really, like, has some type of anxiety about them. Because, uh, you know, I, I've been through that, so I kind of feel it. By the way, I could be projecting here. I, I don't know for sure. I'm not a mind reader. 
but my my gut is telling me that this person has anxiety like you you can kind of tell sometimes um and it's it's one of those things where like when you when you meet them it kind of just vibrates out of them to a certain degree like i don't know how to explain it other than that but uh yeah you know sometimes and the thing is Right. When you do see somebody like that, a lot of times it's a little off putting. It is a little off putting. Let's just be honest. If you see somebody in an alleyway who is, you know, uh, has their shoulders, uh, shoulders like forward and they're leaning forward and doing all this stuff like you're probably going to think they're suspicious to a certain degree. Whereas if somebody's walking and they're they're walking with their head up high, they have their hands out of their pockets, they have their uh, uh, chest out, that kind of stuff like you might be intimidated by them, but you don't feel like an outward fear because they have, they're bearing out everything to you, right? They have their chest out, everything like that. Um, like you can see, you can see what they're all about for the most part, but with people who are hiding, it's, it, 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 I think it, to a certain degree, it shows a sense of, uh, it gives us a sense of uneasiness because we can't see their character. Um, and you know, it's this cycle of anxiety, right? Like we talk about a lot about cycles on here, but yeah, it's like the cycle of anxiety. Like you want to, uh, you want to show yourself in a positive light, but because of your anxiety, you show yourself in an anxious, in, in a different light, and people don't want to hang out with you because you're showing yourself in a, such a distasteful light that they are, uh, that nobody's drawn to you. Um, so it, it's very unfortunate, um, but uh, it, it it does it, it does get better when you work on yourself, when you work on. Um, when you when you work on your uh, uh, social anxiety or like anxiety in general, uh, which is what this person did. And listen, the more you go out to these kind of places, the easier. I'm not saying it will be you'll get better at it, but it, it, it only depends on like whether or not you're you're willing to, to put in the time and effort to do that. But the more you do practice and the more you put the effort in, the easier it will be to get to some of these events and to to express yourself in such a way that doesn't get you you know looked at in that way. So. It's important to learn these social skills. And even, you know, my, my first therapist always told me this, like, you know, it's so important to learn your, so, your, your social skills because um, people expect you to know them. It's a lot like manners, right? When you have uh, poor manners at the dinner table, uh, people kind of look at you weird. I mean, I, I know I did. I've had terrible manners at the dinner table, man. I just went for everything. Um, but, you know, as you, uh, as you grow up a little bit, and start to learn more manners, like, you know, certain things, uh, like in Samoan culture, you always take your, your, your shoes off before you go in. I feel like that's a lot of Islander cultures and maybe some Asian ones, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big thing, right? You take your shoes off before you go into to the house. That's how we were raised and all that stuff. So I still do that to this day and I don't even notice it. Um, but yeah, you know, at least for, for, for me, right. If I meet somebody whose social skills are not up to par and they, they, you know, they're, they're talking a lot of times they can end up sounding a lot more, uh, disgruntled than they mean to be. So, um, I can pick up on that, but maybe somebody else who doesn't know too much about social anxiety would pick up on that. So it's important to, to realize that people that you're talking with aren't mind readers. And speaking of which, why don't we go to the next post here that has a lot to do with this? Why does no one ever bother to freaking get to know me? I'm literally so tired and upset with being alone. 24 freaking seven. I'm so freaking fed up with a-holes. Um, listen, I, I, I understand. Um, I understand that, uh, like, what, what they're talking about. Um, actually, let me read this because this person responded to us. So I want to see if this, this gives us a little insight on what their personality is. Personal, uh, th- so somebody commented on this. They said, personally, since I have PTSD, my mind is crowded with negative stories. 
So I tend to deviate from small talk in front of complete strangers and kind of overwhelm them on our first meeting right away, which makes me look like a weirdo and they're pushed away. Not saying you do do it, but it's a good theory that if people somehow feel you're lonely and that your emotions are already leaking right away, then they're less likely to stick around. On a side note, the a-holes always outnumber the good ones by far. And then this person, the person who, who wrote the uh, who, who wrote the post, says, that's the issue. No one will ever, ever bother talking. Please, I'm literally desperate to talk to someone today. Um, and listen, you know, for, for, for anybody um, out there kind of like hearing this, uh, you do, uh, you, you're the one who has to ultimately go find these people. You are ultimately the one who, because I, I, I always have this problem with people who think that the world owes them something. Uh, unfortunately, so listen, some people can owe you something, but the world doesn't. The world will keep spinning round and round until some natural thing happens where it doesn't, right? Um, and unless you go out and do something about it, right? L listen, I'm religious, but, uh, you know, my, I, I, my, one of my old pastors used to tell this story. Um, he, he, it was uh, this guy. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, so I'm sorry if, if I do. I'll try and shorten this story up. But a guy is, uh, is 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 drowning in a flood, right? And he's like, God is going to save me. I know God is going to save me. First thing that happens, uh, the the water is starting to come up a little bit, but it's around like knee knee high, uh, and a uh, like a, a big old truck comes in and goes up to the guy and is like, Hey, buddy, you need to get in. It's flooding. I can take you to a safe place. And the guy is like, No, no, no. God's going to save me. Then the water gets a little bit higher, and it's to the point where you know it, it's it's pretty high. It's probably like eight, nine, ten feet high. Uh, so this boat comes along, and the guy is you know you know moved up to the second floor, and is looking out the window. And uh, the the boat comes by. This boat comes by. Says, "Hey, buddy, I can take you out of this flood. Let's go." Dude says, "No, no, no. I'm waiting for Christ to save me." And the boat's like, "All right, whatever." leaves and then eventually gets to the point where it's all the way up to the roof and the guy's like uh the guy's still up there and makes it up to his roof and this is the last bastion and a helicopter comes swooping down and says hey buddy we got to get you out of here you're like one of the last people in town and the guy says no no no, i'm waiting for christ to save me i know he will deliver anyway uh dude ends up dying because he doesn't take any of their their advice uh and he goes up to heaven and he says to God, God, why did you not save me during that flood? And God says to him, I gave you a truck. I gave you a boat. I gave you a helicopter. You didn't take any of them. In other words, a lot of times we don't take the opportunities that are given to us. Right. Um, and even when we were given an opportunity, a lot of times we squander it by looking at, at it as a negative. Uh, going back to the suffering that we were talking about before. A lot of times we look at these su the suffering as a negative thing that we simply want to get out of our life, which for the most part I think is is cool, right? Like I don't I don't like to suffer just as much as the next person does, um, but choosing to suffer now for what will happen for what will you will gain later a lot like working out, right? Like that's basically what we do. We suffer at the gym. I personally I I, I like the gym, but you know waking up early and you know fitting it into my work schedule is kind of tough. So it's to a certain degree it is suffering. Um, you know, suffering now for results later is is really, really good and um, and can be beneficial and really teaches us a lot. Um, so, you know, in, in terms if you go up to people with that attitude, especially what they were they were talking about before with the negative stories and overwhelming people, you, you have to be really careful about that. It really shows a lack of social uh, uh, of uh, social. What would you say? Social. Um, 
skills, but also um, social awareness, right? And uh, people don't want to be around those people. It's just a lot of work, um, especially when you just meet somebody, right? If you meet a like a, a person, you know, if you meet like a girl or something like that or a guy that, that you're interested in, but all of a sudden they're just like, hey, let's have kids right now, right? It's like, no, what the heck are you talking about? Like, I, I don't even know you. What are you talking about? Like, why would I do that? Now, for me, since I come from this background, I love hearing stories like this. Like, I, I've had people tell me stories where, you know, they completely opened up to me. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. But for some other people, they're going to be really turned off for that. And I would say for like a good majority of the population who hasn't been through a lot of this stuff, which, like I said, is the vast majority of the population. So, you know, I'd be careful with overwhelming people with all your negative emotions and all that other stuff. And if anything, wait, wait a little bit, feel them out a little bit. But you only get that through practicing. And also, I would say through having more friends, having enough friends to stand on that you don't. Uh, it, it's kind of like a, a table, right? Like if you have... Uh, a, a table or something like that and you uh and you have uh like a heavy weight and you you drop it right um actually no this is a this is a terrible analogy what am i trying to what am i trying to say i was i was i was gonna go with an analogy where like if you put too much weight on one one leg but no the, the legs are supposed to keep up there either way um you know, or I would say this, right? Like there, uh, when you when you have too much weight on your your physical legs, right? A lot of times your knees and the the, the, the things that support you in your legs will uh, tend to deteriorate a little bit. So if you have like all your weight on one side for most of the time, uh, it can have a pretty bad effect on on the the supports of that. And so you want to think about it like that. Like you want to switch sides. You want to switch to different support systems um, that you have. Uh, and the only way you do that is through networking. Unfortunately, the only way you do that is to get over your anxiety or not get over, but uh, do things despite your anxiety. So hopefully that helps. And uh, guys, remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, there will be a link to the anxiety subreddit in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.